When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You are listening to Believe in the Blacklist on the Believe Podcast Network. Welcome back in to Believe in the Blacklist. Stacy here. Well, I want to bring a bonus episode here today to kind of talk about the direction of the show. I know a lot of the interaction on Twitter has been kind of negative towards the show a little bit lately. And I I personally am not sure the, <laughs> why that is. Um, but real quick, this is a spoiler episode. So if you are not caught up with the Blacklist, do not listen to this episode. You've, you've been warned. All right, now, real quick. Like I mentioned, a lot of people on Twitter seem to be disappointed with the direction of the show. Um, maybe not just each episode, but a couple of the episodes, people have been disappointed. Uh, like I said, I'm not saying they're all tens, but I thought they've all been pretty decent episodes. you got to remember, we are eight seasons in now, um, so storylines grow and change the writers have to adapt to the story so it may not look like what we thought it might look like a couple seasons ago so i think that's something we need to kind of remember but in this episode i just want to kind of particularly talk about some of the interactions i've had on twitter uh people that have you know replied to some of my tweets and kind of talk about each of those uh, you know, different replies and kind of give my own uh, thoughts behind those, behind their thoughts and just kind of dive into those a little bit deeper. So the other day, of course, I asked what were the thoughts of last week's episode, which was the Russian knot. And right here uh, at GBR Hat Room replied, Keenler is a freaking downer. And it appears they are replicating old red Liz scenes with wrestler and Liz so feeling really bitter okay so obviously a lot of the Lizington fans are not liking the Keenler aspect that the show seems to be uh, taking right now um, as as all of you know I'm not I don't subscribe to the Lizington theory I do think there's some uh, little breadcrumbs that maybe suggest that that's a possibility but i do not i do not subscribe to that theory but um i don't the only problem i have with the keenler part is it does seem just a smidge forced uh 
and it maybe it seems just a bit one-sided as well. It seems more like wrestler is way more into Liz right now than what Liz is into wrestler. But you know that could possibly be just because Liz is so focused on trying to take down Red right now. So it does seem just a little bit forced. Uh, wrestler seems like a little schoolboy running after his crush right now. So that that part does bother me a little bit, but it doesn't bother me from the aspect that it's kind of taking away from Lizington. But I could on I can see where Lizington fans would kind of be a little annoyed by that. <laughs> and uh, Madeline Stone wrote, "It was so boring, and as always, too many questions. Is Anne dead? Why didn't we see the funeral? Why hadn't we seen her seen her daughter being told?" about her mother's death before Red came along. What does it mean, the phrase, she has a daughter? Does it mean that the writers could write Anne back into the show? Those are all great questions, and I wish I had the answers to those questions, but I do not. Um, I, I do want to say this. One of the big questions I had was how did Anne's daughter not already know that Anne was dead, if Anne is truly dead. That that part is a little funny to me. Um, you would think that uh, Anne's friend back there in Kansas would have known to make contact with Anne, Anne's daughter, if Anne had truly passed away. So that, that part is a little funny. But, you know, we have a big gap where we don't see what happens. In the episode prior to the Russian knot, at the end, when, when Anne falls and, and hits her head on the table and glass shatters and she's bleeding, and Red calls what seems to be 911, but maybe he doesn't call 911. Maybe he calls some of his, some of his help. Who knows? So there's, there's, a big, there's a big gap where we do not see what happens. Uh, you would think if Red called 911 with all that had happened in the town earlier that day, um... You know, people would have been there in a hurry, and, you know, Red would have been, uh, you know, taken into custody and, and all that kind of good stuff. So, we have a big gap where we don't understand what happened there, and I have a feeling that we're going to find some of that out here in future episodes. Um, so, that, that, that part is a little, is a little you know, there, it's, it's really open-ended there. We're not really sure what happened uh, after... Red picked up the phone and called somebody to uh, try to help Anne. Uh, Madeline Stone also said, I'm tired of watching this. I don't see Red and Liz together at all. Someone forgot what this show is about. Well, I, here's, my, here's my me playing devil's advocate to that. The show's not over. I mean, what, it would, to me, make for a more boring show if Red and Liz were always on the same side. So I think that what the writers are trying to do, I don't know this for a fact, but this is just kind of my feeling. I think what the writers are trying to do is tear Red and Liz so far apart that the relationship seems impossible to mend, but then at the end of the show, everything comes together and everyone is happy. That's just my feeling on what could happen. So maybe the writers are just trying to make that relationship seem, you know, as impossible to mend as, you know, as can be. 
and then bring them back together for a great storybook ending. That's just my thoughts on that. That's why I think the show is going this way right now. Uh, somebody else says, Lifeless without the Red and Liz dynamic. Wrestler and Liz pale in comparison. Paula is a queen and stole the show. Now, I do 100% agree with that last sentence. Paula is a queen and stole the show. She was fantastic. I think the writers and creators of this show have done a great job of kind of adapting to life without Glenn. Clark Middlebrook, of course, who played Glenn, who passed away last year. Um, but Paula, his mom on the show, I think that is a great way to kind of keep Glenn a part of the show. Uh, you know, Glenn was not in a ton of episodes. I don't know, 15 to 20 episodes maybe. But he seemed like a major character in this show because on screen he made such an impact. So I think Paula, bringing Paula back and bringing her on to Red's team is a great idea and a great way to kind of honor Glenn and keep him a part of the show. Now the whole wrestler and Liz dynamic, I've kind of touched on that a little bit. Um, I'm not a huge fan of of wrestler and and liz getting together i'm not against it i just don't want it to seem forced and right now it just seems a little forced that's that's just really my thoughts on on wrestler and king uh at uh spaderisms underscore tlh said i enjoyed the red parts nothing else unfortunately now i will say this just speak speaking specifically about last week's episode the russian knot i enjoyed the high scene uh that was a lot of fun we got to see aram speak russian and talk about his small bladder that was no great comic relief uh we got to see liz and park get into hand-to-hand combat uh we get to see rudiger and his explosives again so i thought that part was fun uh you know, and, and speaking specifically about the episode, I thought it was kind of weak at the end uh, of the episode of, you know, how the, the numbers represent letters in the alphabet. So I thought that was a little weak. I saw that coming from a mile away. So that part of it was weak to me. But other than, other than that, I thought it was kind of a fun episode. Like I said, we got the heist. We got a great red moment with, with Anne's daughter and... Uh, to me, that the biggest talking point about the episode from last week uh, was the fact that that Red is kind of coming to grips with the fact that you know payday is coming for him. You know, Anne's daughter says, "Do you ever believe that a man like him will ever get what he's what's coming for him?" And uh, you know, Red is kind of teary eyed, and he says, "I do." And and also in that moment, he takes responsibility for Anne's death. And, you know, I'm as big a fan as Jane Spader as anyone is in this world and Raymond Reddington. But, you know, you have to call a spade a spade. Red is ultimately responsible for Anne's death. Um, I know Liz was there and she's the one who kind of pushed Anne onto the table. But, but Red is responsible. He brought all this on. So... And it's nice to see him starting to take a little more responsibility. And he's he's really coming to grips with the fact that one day he is going to have to pay for what he has done in his life. And and you, you kind of see Red changing a little bit. And, and everyone changes, especially the older they get. So it's very interesting to see the direction that, that Red will be taking in the show. Um, Me personally... 
I think the way the show needs to move forward now, from this moment on, is maybe by the end of this season, which is what, there's six, seven episodes left in this season, maybe by the end of this season we see an end to Neville Townsend. I'm not sure how much longer we can kind of keep that bad guy going. So that's just kind of my thoughts as far as the direction of this season. Just I think by the end of the season we need to have a an end to, to Neville Townsend. Not that he's not a a great villain. I think he's a he's a fantastic villain. And you know, at the beginning of last week's episode, uh, you know, he's got people's heads in bags and threatening them. And then at the end, Liz kind of turns turns things around and gets a bag put over his head and pretty much tells him that you know she's not to be messed with. That that they are equals. That she does not work for him. So he better not threaten her anymore. So I thought that was a great, great way to end the episode. Uh, I, I like seeing a vengeful Liz. Uh, I know Liz gets a lot of hate too on, on, on social media, and, and I don't get it. Liz's life has been completely turned upside down by Reddington. So she is. Uh, she's had a lot of loss, uh, and and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. She has brought some of it on herself. Because she doesn't listen or ask the right questions. But at the same time, she's over the last seven, eight years, she's she's had a rough road. So I, I kinda I kinda empathize with, with Liz a little bit, but I also empathize with Red because we don't know Red's endgame. Maybe Red's endgame it cannot involve letting Liz know before the end actually happens. So I empathize with both. I think that's what the writers want us to do, but for some reason, the majority of Blacklist fans empathize with Red instead of Liz or instead of both. So that's just kind of a, a side note there on on some things that are happening. Um, trying to make sure I don't miss anybody here. Uh, don't seem like I'm missing anything. Uh, I touched on what an amazing scene it was between uh, Anne's daughter and Reddington. Uh, that was, uh, you know, and what I liked, I forgot to add this on that scene. One thing I liked so much about that scene was how much Anne's daughter was like Anne. Not only the way she looked, but the way she, she you know, presented herself. She's a strong woman. Uh, she's smart. She's thoughtful. So I thought that was great. Great casting choice. Great job acting by that young lady. I'm not sure of her name. But she did a fantastic job in that scene, uh, you know. And of course, Spader done what Spader does. And um, somebody mentioned just a minute ago on Twitter how uh, I'm not sure how he has not won an Emmy yet. It's it's a it's a shame and a travesty that James Spader has not won an Emmy for his role as Raymond Reddington. I mean, he has some of the great TV moments in TV history, in my opinion. So it just just it's unfortunate that he has not. Uh, one already um like i said as far as the the arc of the show i think by the end of season eight we need to be at the end or real close to the end of neville townsend um and maybe by the end of season eight we're, we're starting to see red and liz come together again i believe that season nine will probably be the last season um and, and I think by the end of season nine, we need to have uh, a resolution between Red and Liz. And I think that needs to start towards the beginning of season nine. Uh, like I said, 
I just wanted to get this little bonus episode out real quick to talk a little bit about the direction of the show. I know a lot of people are not happy with it. Um, you can call me a fanboy if you want, but I really don't have a problem with it. It gets frustrating from time to time seeing Red and Liz uh, against each other because I do enjoy the Red and Liz moments where they're on the same team and hunting the same bad guy. But um, but right now, I, I understand that the writers... Maybe be trying, maybe may trying to, you know, divide the the main characters as much as possible to bring them back together for a more beautiful ending. So that's just kind of my thoughts on that. Um, I really believe that that the show will have as happy of an ending as a show like this can have. I'm not saying they're all going to ride off into the sunset. We know Red is sick. Uh, we know that he's really living on borrowed time right now. Uh, wrestler seems to be walking a, a dangerous, a dangerous line right now uh, between trusting Liz and believing everything Liz says, and kind of going against the task force. And by the way, I, Cooper done the right thing. Right now, the 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 main task for the task force is catching Elizabeth Keene. So he had no choice but to. To betray wrestler's trust when wrestler and King met up there in the park. Um, but anyways, I'm going to wrap this up now. I've gone on for almost 20 minutes or so, but I did want to bring this episode to kind of talk about the direction of the show. The last few episodes, just hang in there, guys. You've hung in for eight seasons. You can hang in for for a few more episodes, and just the, what I try to do is I, this is why I don't subscribe to any theory. You know, 100%. Because it takes away from the enjoyment of the show. So what I want all you listeners to do and all you watchers of The Blacklist, just take a minute each Friday night when the show comes on, forget about your theory. Forget about your who you think Red is to Liz and what their relationship is and just watch it as a TV show. Watch it as entertainment. Try to get your theories in the back of your mind instead of in the front of your mind, and I promise that you will enjoy the episodes more that way. All right, guys, that's going to do it for today. I'm going to be back next week uh, breaking down uh, Season 1 episodes. I've made it through the first three episodes, so one of the best episodes ever is coming up next, The Stewmaker. That's one of the best episodes. You, you hear that great parable of the farmer towards the end of the episode by Red. He should have won an Emmy right there in that moment. <laughs> so uh, we're going to be doing that next week. I look forward to bringing that to you. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all the major platforms. And also, make sure that you uh, leave us a five-star written review on Apple Podcast. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, at Believe Blacklist. All right, guys, I'm going to head out now. I look forward to talking to you again soon. Y'all take care. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.